Welcome to the Needle's Eye Faith and Work Show, a show that aims to help Christian professionals grow in Christ, find your purpose, and transform your workplace. I'm Jeremy Woltz with Needle's Eye, and I'm sitting down with working men and women to find out how their faith impacts their work. Today, I'm joined by Scott Kennedy, digital marketing coach, father, and husband. So, Scott Kennedy, thank you so much for joining me today, having this time uh, to have this conversation. Yeah. Do me a favor, because yeah. I'm, I, you may be famous, maybe everyone knows you, I don't know, I kind of doubt it. Can you do me a favor and just real quick, give us some background. Like, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Mm-hmm. And like, I asked somebody else this question, it was kind of fun. What were you like as a kid? Oh man, oh boy. Um, who am I? I am a follower of Jesus. I am a husband. I'm a dad of soon to be two kids, mm-hmm. which I'm super stoked about. And um, I do marketing and I do some ministry service. And really professionally what I do is I help people clarify their message and create a simple marketing plan that actually works. Fair enough. Um, so where did I grow up? I grew up right here in home in Richmond, Virginia. So, okay, you're a Richmond boy, okay. Short pump. I don't like to say that too loud, but it was before it was short pump. You know pump. what's It funny. was just a Walmart. That's all we had, man. It was hum- say, humble days. Anybody who's from Richmond will relate to this. Like, short pump used to be the cool spot that everyone wanted to go to because it had like the fancy, sh- and now I don't know anybody who likes it, but mm-hmm. people still go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's constantly crowded. Somebody likes it, but no one wants to admit it. I still funny. like to go there. I just don't like to admit that I'm from there. Okay. Because okay. then people say, oh, well, you must. Well, no. It was, well, what we had was a Walmart, man. All right. Fair it was enough. good. But um, right. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I was, I remember myself being very um, jovial, exploring things. Um, uh, I do remember creating like little inventions in my bedroom at times. And now even as I go into the story, I'm like, this might sound kind of crazy too. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Flesh it out. Yeah. You know. Show us. I, I had the original smart home. Let me say that. Okay. No. When I, I remember when I was maybe eight, ten, um, I had tied a string to my light switch, and somehow configured it so that when the door opened, it would pull the switch up and turn my light on. Genius. And I don't know why I did that. I don't know. Home Alone. You were pretty... <laughs> maybe it was Home Alone. That yeah. could have inspired you were me inspired actually. Inspired yeah. Home Alone. I, but I, 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 I loved figuring out systems and processes that would achieve an outcome and a goal, okay. um, even from a young age. So the systems piece plus uh, plus using words and that piece. Um, so it's kind of, and there's taken many pivots and turns along the way, but it's kind of um, come into what I can do today as well. So it's, yeah. it was interesting. I had a fun childhood. That's awesome. Well, okay, so you just made a statement. You said it's kind of gone into what you're able to do today. Yeah. You, you kind of mentioned it before, but how, how do you describe what you do, right? Because I look at it, I'm like, cool, he, he's in marketing. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? What is it that you actually do? How do you describe it? Um, say that most people think marketing is just a ton of activity and throwing spaghetti against the wall. And then they get frustrated when they don't get the results they sure. want. But what marketing actually is, is knowing who you want to connect with and then clarifying your message in a way that they actually will resonate with what you're putting down. Okay. And it becomes so much stronger and effective and simpler from your standpoint of what you have to do. Um, instead of all this, it's just, it's a laser beam approach instead of a spotlight. Interesting. It's like, okay. okay, this is the kind of person we really wanna connect with because we wanna serve these people. We have the ability to help these people, whatever your thing is. So we know that these are the people that we can help best. So let's figure out what they want, what they need, um, what they're afraid of, what's holding them back, and then talk to that for them so that we can actually help them make progress in their life. Yeah. Um, 
and then craft stories and images and videos around that. And yeah. that's how you can connect to those people. Okay. Yeah. And, and that sounds like, one, you have to really understand people in mm -hmm. general, right? Mm -hmm. But then even the way you just described it, we want to serve these people. So we're going to figure out the best way to craft a message that's going to speak to what they actually need or what they feel yeah. so that we can get their attention, right? Yeah. Oversimplify. Yeah. No, but that's, that's the key is oversimplify. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, and even the way you say that, though, like, clearly there is a, a way to do that with integrity. There's a way to do it yeah, with honesty. Right. And obviously, there's th that automatically sounds like, oh, there's room for some false advertising. There's room for us to, mm -hmm. to tell them what we know they want to hear, yeah. but not actually to deliver. Yes, and that doesn't, that bothers me, but it doesn't worry me because companies that don't deliver on their promises don't last very long, typically. Okay. Now, you have these huge corporations that they've gained enough status, power, money that they can get away with a degree of that over time. But we've even seen in recent history that even big companies are not um, immune to that. Yeah. You know, if you lie to people long enough, you're not going to last as a company or even yeah. as a person early. But um, so, so um, yeah, so yeah, it, people can use this stuff to in, in a mischievous way, but it's really the ones that actually have a heart to serve the people that they're going after in that community that then those people start talking about them and then they actually have a relationship yeah. and they serve them more and more and more. Interesting. Okay. You know, that's great. Yeah. So, okay, talk to me a little bit about the, with marketing. I know that that's that's what you do. That's like the industry or the job responsibility. Sure. Where do you do it? Like, what, you know, do you do this on your own? Is this like your passion project? You got your own business? Are you working with somebody else? Mm -hmm. You know, tell me about that. Yeah, in the past, um, well, I'll, I'll start a little bit more at the beginning and it'll kind of bring us to, uh, to where we are today. Um, starting right uh, out of high school and in college, the church that I've been volunteering with for years once the pastor realized I was going to VCU and staying in Richmond, he was like, do you want a job here? Do you want to, what you've been doing for the past five years, do you want to now get paid to do it and just be on staff? And I was nice. like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, I already knew the people, we had great relationships um, and it really was able to take them to, a, to the next level in a way, in a way that also worked with my college schedule and all that. Um, and I learned a ton. Yeah, I think um, early in life, especially in early in a career, so many people get, um, just bogged down by I got to find the right path, the perfect path and go that 100%. And it's like, look, that's not my story. I mean, maybe that's somebody's story. I'm sure it is. But it's like, hey, here's this is interesting right now. And I, I can make a living doing it. Yeah. And until and for me, it's either I would do that either until it wasn't interesting anymore, or until I couldn't make a living doing it anymore. Sure. Um, and so that's so I worked in church ministry doing media marketing, um, recruiting and leading their tech teams for Sunday morning and programming and all that stuff for, I don't know, the better part of a decade, I don't know, six or seven years. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so did that and it got to a point in my mid twenties where I loved it. I loved the people. I love what I got to do with them. Um, but I knew I wanted a family and making 26 grand a year wasn't going to cut it. Sure. <laughs> so sure. it's like, I got to make some, some decisions here. And um, so I made some decisions that took me into a more marketplace driven world, more professional driven world, um, which was, from a professional discipline level, a huge, something I wasn't ready for. Okay. Um, just because there's a lot of great pieces to doing stuff within a church. And in many churches, a lot of autonomy to learn some things that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. Right. But this, at least from my experience, not a ton of professional discipline built into that. Yeah, or that's fair. ROI language, it's, it's more of a, hey, let's just do some stuff and hope it works kind of, right. at least for, for the, my experience. And, and great people and great organizations yeah. for the most part. It, 
but just not a whole lot of strategy or um, what's it going to be their turn of this? Yeah, oh, it's funny that you say that. I, I worked at a church for 10 years. I was yeah, a pastor yeah. one for 10 years. And it's funny because I've literally heard it described by other pastors I've worked with. And you made this comment before about marketing. Oh, people think it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Mm-hmm. Literally, I remember hearing pastors say, look, ministry's messy. We throw spaghetti at the wall and we see what sticks. And, and so to your point, like there's... Because it's ministry, which is so broad, it's so much about, hey, we, we want to lead people to Jesus. We want to help them have a meaningful connection mm-hmm. with God. It's a little bit of a anything goes. Let's mm-hmm. try it all. Let's see what works. Yeah. And to your point, yeah. that's too broad of a strategy to actually be a strategy. Which that, there is a place for that. Um, but most people, the place for that, in my experience, is to do that while you already have a strategy that's working. Yeah, great. Um, so, yeah, let's, I mean, even Google, they give their employees one day a week 20% of their work time just to play and dabble in. And that's how new products tend to come out of it. Yeah. Um, but the other 80% of the time, no, you do it this way because it has a proven track record that works. Right. And we're going to be around tomorrow because it works. Um, so, yeah, a lot of churches just focus on the play, which is great. But without the proven track record that will make sure you're around tomorrow or next year, you're not going to be able to serve your community a year from now if you're not around a year from now. Yeah. So you've got to have something that works, too. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so back to your story. Yeah, no, I interrupted no, there. I, I know. We can go and grab it. I know. We're, we're going to do it. We're I'm ready. <laughs> but so, so you were saying that, you know, you, you transition out of doing kind of the church stuff mm-hmm. into more of the marketplace professional discipline side and you weren't ready. Yeah. Well, I wasn't ready and I wasn't, um, yeah, I, wa- I wasn't ready from a professional discipline standpoint. It's almost like if, if there's a muscle you haven't used in a decade and then yeah. somebody, you go into a situation and somebody's like, you need to have a level eight of this muscle today. You're like, I'm at a level one. I don't, yeah. what is that? <laughs> and it, it can be a whoa. Um, and so, um, but I learned a lot through that and I, it was a, a good experience because it was a company where that had some, some mentoring um, capability and they guided me in some direction yeah. on that. Can I, do you mind if I ask? So, yeah. so you're saying you, you got a job in a yeah. corporate setting or maybe not corporate. So it was a small business, about 150, okay. 200 employees. Okay, so you got a job in a small business. Yeah. And, and when you say you weren't ready, you mean that like you didn't have the skills or the understanding of like the work ethic behind it or you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that led to workplace tension? I you know, you... still <clears throat> enjoyed a certain amount of creativity and autonomy and leadership in the work that I did. Yeah. And I took a position that um, didn't really create a space for that. It was gotcha. So this, and that was me learning. You know, that was me getting to know myself because what I'm 25, 26, and I'd only done this for a career up until that point. And I'm like, oh, all workplaces must be similar to this. From yeah. a, you know, and then going to something where it's it's not, and it's like, oh, okay. And then it's um, so for me, I, I had the the skills, the hard skills, if you will. Um, and actually there's a lot of talk lately about soft skills or real skills. Uh, I didn't have all the soft skills at a level that they needed in that moment. Gotcha. Okay. So I only lasted there one year. Okay. Um, and, and then after that year, I went and started my own company. Okay. And because I, I, at least I was reflecting. Can't work for other people. No, I, was, Do it I, like, I don't know about this, but I know I can do that. <laughs> but, um, and even again, and so working for my own company, uh, I was at a point in my life where I was doing mission trips to Vietnam, to Nicaragua. Wow. I wanted the freedom to do those kinds of things. And we're talking about like weeks long trips, not just a, you know, a few days, There's nothing wrong with that. But um, I enjoyed that kind of um, digging or 
impacting people's lives and kind of digging in the trenches a little bit on yeah. that level. And having my own web-based business gave me the ability to do that in a freer way. Yeah. What I didn't have was still, I didn't have a mentor or a coach that would say, that could come alongside me and say, all right, what you're doing is is good, but you're, I didn't know how to get to great. Yeah. And so I would try things and try things and really uh, spend a lot of time in my mid to late 20s figuring out how to build my own business yeah. and failing so much. Really? <laughs> okay. To, to the point of, and, and you know, and there's a lot of starts and stops within that, but at a high level, just kind of failing, trying something similar, but different. Failing. So, I mean, really a lot of testing and seeing what works. And I had some great successes, really helping organizations and then some great failures of being like, look, I, I'm not even going to charge you because <laughs> like, wow. I just, so, sorry, you know, yeah. and, um, um, so, but that was more of a character building season for me because I had a, a certain level of hard skills in, in those areas, but having the care to be like, I, I can't take your money. I didn't, I didn't help you right now. Yeah. And, and having to kind of make those decisions along the way and being like, well, I, contractually I could take their money and go, but yeah figuring out that's not who I am and that's not what my business wants is going to be about and just saying, all right. And so what that led to for me professionally was um, I ended up taking a, um, the, no, the pandemic happened. I'm trying to remember why I did what I did sometime. Uh, so I did that for about five years with having my own company. Oh, okay. Um, now it sounds great. Um, and I learned a ton along the way, had a lot of fun, made some really great relationships and connections. Um, just never quite found my footing quick enough. And then the pandemic came and I had just gotten married and there was all this different kind of life change. Somebody just kind of took the, uh, the bucket of my life and shook it up a lot. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go. Uh, let me go get the, get a job that I can still help people at, but, um, will also serve my family well, um, especially in, in a time of so much other um, upheaval in our country and in the world, quite frankly. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I went and w- I worked at a place that um, was International Mission Board mm. and ran their social media for a year, almost a year and a half. Okay, so still marketing focused. Still marketing yeah. focused. And still, and even I appreciated when I got in there because it had a ministry component and a faith component and a marketing component. Right. Um, and the people there were great, awesome people, um, very skilled professionals and just great hearts and everything like that. Um, the challenge for me at the time was, well, we were blessed with, with a son during that time. And so then that creates another level of how do we serve the family? And so I needed to serve my family in a way that would provide for everyone. Yeah. And so then I shifted to a... Um, role at um at a major bank doing marketing with them okay and so right now i'm at a spot which is really fun because i am learning so much from a and i have and i continue to learn so much from a professional discipline level and a skills level and uh i mean honestly this is the first mega corporation i've ever been at right and i always had a certain idea of what that would feel like and while um while it's not my um my forever um, situation. Okay. It it is. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a place that there was a whole lot more professional courtesy, benefits, and just 
mentorship and support than I was expecting from a large group. Really? And even just autonomy in how I got the work done within certain boundaries. Sure. Um, all that to say that someday I will launch out and do marketing as my own company again. I was going to ask. And okay. when that day will be, that's up to God. Yeah. Um, however, that's kind of what has got me from here to there. And so in all facets of that, it's been really in a lot of ways, the Lord humbling me and then teaching me yeah. and getting me close to him so he could then show me what I, the lesson I needed to learn in that season. Yeah. Um, and that's what's gotten me here today where like, I mean, I still have a ton of growth to do, but man, I could um, help people in such a better way than I could have 10 years ago. Yeah. And enough. so it's really exciting to see how God will use what can look like a, it sounds so cliche. I don't even want to say it, but use what looks like a setback and, you know, make it, you know, all that, you know, but yeah, no, but seriously, yeah. <laughs> like he, what was hard in certain moments, he was refining me along the way. Yeah. And when I didn't have, he would get me into position and put me in situations that would then help me get the pieces I was lacking. Yeah. Um, and so he's so good in that way. Yeah. Well, so you, you said something a minute ago where you were talking about, you know, I, I recognize that God was able to teach me the lessons I needed mm -hmm. to learn. What were they? I mean, you don't have to go into crazy detail and say, oh, well, there are 15. Let me, but my well, guess Well, I actually is, have a five-step plan. Let yeah, me know. exactly. <laughs> Bring it up at the slab deck. But, you, you know, yeah. that, that's something that I think a lot of people could benefit from. You, you started your own company. You put five good years into it, yeah. and then you realize, because of my life, my circumstances, all that, I need to make a shift. Yeah. And I think some people can look at that as, well, that's a failure. He'll never mm -hmm. go back to it. And you're saying, no, 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 no. I learned so much mm -hmm. that when the day's right, I'm going to go back yeah. to it. So what did you learn? You know, what, what are the things that, yeah. that God showed you in that time? Yeah. He taught me how to, one of the, th I mean, lots of things. I'll just, none of these are in any particular order. Sure. Uh, but he, he, I got in it for the reason of, when, I mean, when I first started a company at 26 or whatever, I got in it for the reason of wanting to earn a living on my terms, basically. Mm -hmm. If okay. we wanted to distill it down on my terms, earn a living and, and all that. And he showed me that, it's great to have a business and it's great to build a business, but the best businesses are the ones that bless others as well as the business in yourself. Ah. I was so focused on blessing myself that I had limited um, capacity to bless others. Yeah, interesting. And so what he helped show, one of the things he showed me was the more I focus on blessing others through this business or through our job or in our homes or whatever the relationship is, that we don't have to worry about ourselves so much hmm. because if we're blessing others, God's got us. And guess what? People are going to come around and, and be there with us as well. Yeah. Um, and not bless like money necessarily, but blessing in relationships. Yeah. Blessing in learning how to properly come alongside somebody and help them versus what YouTube told you on a video or, you know, cause those are sometimes two very different things. Yeah. Um, and so just a, a humility factor, a, um, a servant factor, and I mean, it was a more character building than it was, um, I mean, there was hard skill building. I, I refined my hard skills, but it was mostly character building in those years. Of, yeah. What do you do? Because um, I mean, when I had, when I, when I, before I started a business, I had a job, I bought a condo. So I had a mortgage I had to pay every month and all this kind of stuff. So what do you do when you know that mortgage bill is coming next month and 
you don't have no clients. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's not a check there's coming on the no other income. side. Yeah. Uh, you pray is what you do. <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of times God will, uh, he, he gets you through it. Um, and, and people come alongside you. And, and, yeah. um, and he also showed me how important community is. Hmm. Um, I think, I don't know if we mentioned, but uh, I've been a part of Needle's Eye for 10 plus years now. Yeah. And wow. one of the things that Needle's Eye was, um, and you didn't ask me to say this, but I just love Needle's Eye. So, but one of the things that is great about Needle's Eye is the community of people that are, um, you got successful business owners, you got people who are just starting out, you got people that are looking for their next job. Yeah. You have all these people that are believers that are seeking to serve Christ. And you have the context of what do we do in the workplace? How do we serve in a professional sense? And how do those things come together and how yeah. do we bridge those? So having that community alongside me and being a part of that community, Helps me in the beginning to heal from some things professionally and then eventually be able to contribute back into the community and to sure. others. Um, so community is a huge piece because we can't serve others if we're not around others. Yeah. I know that sounds, you know, it's obvious, but if you don't have people around you, you can't serve other people. Yeah. And then you're stuck in a in a corner wondering why you're so unhappy or whatever. Because, you know, you got to go out there and help some people, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the best relationships are ones that are mutually beneficial. Yeah. Um, so if you go out and help people, then there needs to be some kind of way that um, that is mutually beneficial. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of, you know, coming back to marketing strategy and systems help us to know if the way we're doing something is mutually beneficial in a way that will let us keep helping them tomorrow and tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I like you brought that full circle. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, it's, it's all, it's, that's, <laughs> you know. It's the messaging. I, I'm a, uh, a, a closet comedian, which everything's about the callback. Of course. Kind of of course. So, so yeah, there's some of that in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the How I Met Your Mother, where it's like season nine, but they reference a joke from season like, two. Whoa, that's, that's deep. Oh, I like that. Okay. I see what you did there. Yeah. 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 So something that I'll, I'll try and distill some of the messaging here. One thing I think that, that you said early on, I think this is really cool. Yeah. Um, you talked about one of the first things you learned was that when, when you started your own business at 26 or whatever, mm. you sort of had a selfish business plan, mm -hmm. right? It was really, it was a self-serving business plan. It was really about you, yep. not about the clients, yep. not about the people you'd be serving. Yeah. And how that is something that, that nowadays you say, no business should start selfish. No. And no. I, oh, oh. I wouldn't quite say it that way. Okay. I just, I, yeah. I find that a really interesting concept to distill it down to of like, look, if you're going to get into this, you're going to start your own thing. It mm -hmm. can't actually be about serving yourself. Yeah. I love that. But yeah. So yeah. go a little bit more on that. If you yeah. Can. You know, well, yeah. I mean, you said it can't start out selfish. I, I think it needs to be a hybrid. You need to be selfish enough that you get paid so you can do it again tomorrow. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a business if there's no income, that, yeah, right? So, yeah. Yeah, so, so, but, but with the heart of the reason we're in business is to serve and help our customers and clients. And we need to do it in a way that it's a healthy relationship that we can do it again and again and again. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that by itself, I feel like that's just a really awesome perspective to have learned. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you went through all of this. You had this, you know, five-year experiment. You learned a ton from it. It's a great it. word for it. I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah, it's experiment. a five-year five like experiment, right? Yeah. It's, not, it's not a pass-fail. Yeah. It was something that you yeah, learned right. from. Yeah. And so, you know, now, now you're, you're in this new gig right now. You have this wonderful growing family. Mm -hmm. um, and one day you hope to kind of do this whole thing again, mm -hmm. right? But, but all of it's in the context of marketing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. do, do you feel like marketing is the vocation or the call that God put on you. That is how you are living out the God-given talents and the God-given call that he's put on you. Interesting question. Um, 
It doesn't have to be limited just to work, obviously. No, yeah, that's but. an interesting question. Is it part of my... I, th oh, I think what he's called me to do is to help people who have good hearts and want to make a real difference in the world and help them do that in a way that is sustainable mm. and smart and strategic. Um, and marketing happens to be the vessel that um, I have enough skills in to, to do that. Yeah. Um, and so it, for me, I mean, let's be honest, most of us hate marketing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we do. We get the emails, we get the LinkedIn requests from a right. stranger. They're like, hey, you want to buy my thing? I just met you. No, I don't. Yeah. So most of us, we hate marketing uh, because it's not done well. But what we love is meeting a new person and connecting with them. Yeah. And so that's what I help people and companies do. And, and marketing just happens to be the way I channel that. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, God's called me to, call, to connect with people and help others connect to each other yeah. in a way that um, is fulfilling and um, builds healthy relationships. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect at building healthy relationships. Sure. I've got plenty in my back pocket that I need to do some work on right now. But um, that's at the heart of it. Yeah. Well, and I, I love the way you even say that. Uh, really what God's called me to do is, is this kind of, I'm going to use a term that you may not apply yeah. to it, but you know, God's called me to do this kind of a ministry. He's called me to do this kind of a, a, an outreach to people. Mm -hmm. And the channel I do it through is marketing. Right, so it doesn't have to be marketing. It could be anything. What you're called to do is that connection with people to do it in a sustainable way, to do it in a way that is mutually beneficial, to provide value, yeah. and the way that you can also make a living yeah. oh, <laughs> is yeah. through marketing. Yeah, and I, I just think that's a fantastic perspective. Again, you know, I, I, for me, I'll use me as an example. Sure. I, I don't mentioned before. I, I worked at a church for ten years. I was a pastor, and what I recognized was God called me to ministry. He didn't call me to be solely a pastor. Yeah. He called me to ministry. And I can do ministry in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Being a pastor is one way I can do it. Yeah. Working at a nonprofit is one way I can do it. But there are tons of ways that I can do ministry. Mm -hmm. And that way, I think, and, and I want to get your take on this, but that way my identity isn't tied up to what I do. Mm. My identity isn't tied up to the title I have. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, for you, was there a struggle with self-worth? Was there a struggle with identity? Mm -hmm. Any of that stuff when you said at the end of that five-year experiment, man, I got to stop this in order to do something else. Or what would I be? Who would I be if I wasn't in marketing? You know, is, is there any of that for you? Mm. Um, there was that for me when I left ministry and went into the marketplace. Okay. Um, because, yeah, I, that, one, that was all I knew from a career perspective up until that point. Sure. Um, two, I really enjoyed it and loved connecting with those people and helping us do something together and, and all that. So I loved the um, the potential goal that we were, the goal that we were seeking after together. Um, and so I did get some of my identity wrapped up in like, this is, I work for churches. This is what I do. I'm in ministry, blah, blah. And then... Oh, how do you say this in a way that's honest but not discouraging? Um, you can be discouraging. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Like I said, relationships <laughs> I got to work on. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, relationships need to be mutually beneficial. And for me, at that point in my life, the ministry relationship was not. Okay. And so I had to find a way to get healthier. And then, and I still volunteered and gave them, I didn't 
leave um, supporting the ministry, but I needed to do it in a way that was mutually healthy. Sure. And so that, but that had, my whole identity was tied up in that up until that point. Not in my whole, but a lot of my identity was tied up. In, and yeah. so even, I think that was part of my, um, and then there was a lot of other, um, yeah, God has a way of upheaving my life. And he's done it at least two or three times in my life that I are very clear. Um, that forces me to reevaluate almost everything and then decide what's next um, with him. And um, that was one of those of saying, all right, my identity is in Christ. Yeah. My identity is not in ministry or in being a good Christian or in any of that, which those, I mean, you know, from working at churches, all that kind of gets wrapped together, even Absolutely. socially. Yeah. Like, even socially, the, people have a certain, you know, they look at you in a certain way. And I wasn't a pastor or anything. I, you know, I was a tech and marketing person, but because I was on staff at a church, there Absolutely. was a different view of me or whatever, sure. I guess. Well, expectations, um, right? Yeah, there you go. And I didn't do anything wrong, but just, you know, different way people see you. And then it actually can be harder to have um, some real friendships in a way. I mean, yeah. all of my real friends, not all, many, I, I tend to go to like all or nothing language sometimes. I'm yeah. learning this, like I said, the relationships. And usually a lot of it's in the middle. Um, a lot of my best friends that I have today, I met and started friendships with them prior to being in ministry, working in ministry. For yeah. And some of them were alongside of me in those seasons and some of them, like for us working together, some of them worked elsewhere, but um, we've been able to talk about those pieces along the way because they know me as Scott, not as this person who works at a church or Right. And so, um, yeah, big, but that a big part of my identity came from that at the time. Sure. I had to let go of that. Sure. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, and I, I actually can say, too, that when I worked in ministry, there always seemed like, and this is probably my fault. This might, this might have been something I needed to grow in. I'm not putting the blame on others. Oh, yeah. But there, I always feel like there was this slight barrier from true vulnerable relationship because I had to, I had to hold myself to a higher standard. I couldn't show my own weakness, my own failings, because then, then I'm not the minister. I'm not you know, the, the church staff member that they're looking up to anymore. Yeah. Right? So it, yeah. it, can't, it actually yeah. can be lonely. Yeah. You're surrounded by people. You are in the midst of a community. You don't always feel... You still feel lonely. You don't always feel mm -hmm. connected. You could be in a room of 500 people and feel like you're alone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to your point, that's that's an identity thing. Yeah. That's absolutely an identity yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So so now you found yourself into, you know, you, you worked through that. You, you mm -hmm. came out of doing the, the church work. Yeah. You started your own thing. You kind of did, I'm, I'm guessing along the way, you did a lot of work on yourself and you learned yeah. a lot of lessons. Yeah. In that process, like, how have you been able to see God leading you to where you are, right? Like, do, do you feel like, yeah. yeah, I'm actually in a spot where I feel yeah. like this is, this is something God wants for me now, or do yeah. you feel like you're still kind of wandering and figuring it out? Um, I hope that we're always figuring it out to some degree. Sure. Um, Cause then we can grow. Um, but I, I understand the heart of the question. I don't, I, there's definitely always space to figure things out. Yeah, and, that's good. Um, for me, he, and it's probably because of who I am too. I tend to figure things out the hard way a lot of times. Okay. <laughs> like, um, like being totally transparent at that first the small business I was at, it was really my manager meeting me at a Starbucks after 11 months saying, Hey, we've been noticing some things like just between me and you, like, where are you at? And, and, and that's what led to me being like, this isn't a fit. Yeah. And then, um, so, and, like I said, there was some mentorship there, but it also wasn't a long-term fit. Um, so 
God has used other people having conversations with me. God has used his word in my time with him. God has used, again, community. So it's not necessarily a one-on-one conversation, but somebody might say something over there about their story. I'm like, oh, oh, and now something clicks for me and my story. Yeah. Um, so God made us for relationships. So how does he, how has he guided me? I mean, sometimes it's, uh, you know, I, I was in a season where I, well, yeah, when, um, when I knew I needed to start looking for a job again, I applied to so many places um, and nothing, I mean, it, it was the beginning of March, 2020, where I was like, I need to get a job. Yeah. Two perfect, weeks later, the world shuts down. I'm like, really God? <laughs> like, oh, really? Like, you sure about this? Um, and, and what that led me in, so that summer, cause I needed to do something. I mean, again, the humility factor, I went and I drove, oh, I shouldn't, said that first part because some people might be doing that right now but i for a summer i drove for grubhub yeah. of 2020 because i was like i gotta do something yeah this the world has gone everywhere and this it has a shut door right now my, my business right. this uh, he's mm-hmm. calling me to to find hasn't opened up yet i gotta do something just one to show that i'm doing something and in, in, in for myself and two to to know that i still do something can do something otherwise i'm sitting around watching the world fall apart i gotta do something so um and then he opened up an incredible door um doing social media in a ministry um a large ministry in that fall which was a huge blessing in so many ways because we did have a a son on the way then and like it literally we found out we were pregnant and i think it might have been two weeks later i mean we we were in um, the doctor office about to have our first ultrasound and I get the email with the job offer. Wow. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and, and, and that was such a great opportunity just of connecting with in that arena. Um, and he just opened doors. And so, I mean, literally he took us as a family from get married six months later, the world shuts down, drop for Grubhub, find out we're pregnant, get a gracious job offer yeah. three months later we're buying a house so that we can put our kids somewhere because we were in a one-bedroom condo and then moving and all within less than a year and then um a, a year and a half later he, he's even you know helping to provide for the next level yeah um every time i ask god to show me what i'm missing he does yeah what what takes a lot of time sometimes is for me to realize I'm missing something and ask him to show That's, me. I like that. That's yeah. good. He, when, if I ask God, show me what I'm missing, he will show you. Yeah. He will show me. And if you ask God, show me what you're missing, he will show you. What my challenge, and probably for a lot of people that might resonate with this, is that it takes so much time, teeth grinding, dragging of feet, all that, to get to the point of saying, all right, God, what do you want? Yeah. And once we get to that point, like he's like, okay, now now we're ready to go somewhere. Yeah, now now you're ready to actually hear yeah. and listen. Yeah. So, the, the, I, this just feels like the natural next question. Are you missing anything now? Yeah. Do you know what it is? Or are you still figuring it out? I um. Yes and no. Okay. I I I know some of what is missing, um, and and I don't know everything that's missing. Sure. And I also know that to know what's missing and then get on the path of pursuing it 
it's still a journey. Like you, I can know, or you, you can know you want to go to the barbecue joint that's 20 minutes away, but you're still here and you got to take that journey. Yeah. So I know a lot of what's missing. There's some pieces I don't know, but now I'm on the path of that journey to actually yeah. get to where he's <laughs> leading me next. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Some, Which yeah. is, can be frustrating sometimes. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's like, I know I need to lose weight and get in the gym. Yeah, you got to do that for like six months to like, you know. To even notice oh, a really? change. I can't just yeah. go like two times? Uh, it's like, yeah. so yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, well then, we, as our time kind of draws to a close, let's take a step back a little bit from like the, the work side. Yeah. I know that you've got one kid already, mm-hmm. and you've got another kid on the way. Yeah. You are somebody who um, I think is, is very intentional with uh, the way that you kind of live out your faith, the way that you apportion your time, mm-hmm. your stewardship, not, not of just your finances, sure. but of your family, the, your resources, all of it. Yeah. What, what, kind of a, what kind of a relationship with work do you hope to model for your kids? Mm, that's a great question. Um, a relationship where work is something that can serve others and serve you, mm. but where you're not there to serve the work. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I, I look for, forward to um, my kids seeing me engage in um, my work settings, professional settings, but more than that, I look forward to them knowing that they are more valuable than the work. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's where, I th- for so many people and for so long, I think there's a, some awareness coming to this in certain circles nowadays, but for so long it was just grind it out all you can, get the next rung on the ladder for so many people, just because the, the, the money matters more than anything and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, they might pay you X amount, but they're also gonna want 80 hours a week of your time yeah. that you're not with your family. Is that trade-off worth it? And a lot of people don't calculate that trade-off until they're already in it and they don't have any other option. Yeah. Well, they do, but it's such an enticing yeah. option. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and to extricate yourself from that means changing so much of even your, your lifestyle. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Fair enough. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's, I'm, I, I like that. I really like the idea that, that you, your relationship with work should be mutual beneficial and you don't exist to serve the work. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Work should serve others and serve you, not the other way around. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you. I mean, really, I, yeah, yeah. honestly, man, this is one of those conversations where it's like we could, we could go down 18 other rabbit holes yeah, and have so much more of a conversation, <laughs> and it would be awesome. The sun's but, going down. But there have been so many great like little nuggets here, little little kind of uh, slight rabbit trails we've taken sure. here or there, but I really appreciate the thought that you put into how you engage with work, why you even do marketing, and the way that you've allowed God to form you through what others may perceive as failures. Sure. And, and you see them as, ah, these are learning opportunities. Mm. I, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, thanks, man. Enjoy the rest of your iced coffee. And thanks, Jeremy. I we'll appreciate talk the conversation, man. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Needle's Eye Faith and Work Show. Please share, like, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and want to see more. Needle's Eye is a faith and work community based in Richmond, Virginia. We are a nonprofit organization that seeks to help working people grow in Christ, find purpose, and transform the marketplace. Check out Needle's Eye online at www.needleseye.org. Here, you can find more content, check out upcoming in-person events, and learn more about partnering with us financially.